It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 7-4. There's a lot to talk about in terms of this game. The Golden Knights coming out with a four-goal first period, and then in the third period, it's the Coyotes with a push. Let's bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, as we break this one down. And, you know, Dan, obviously you get this type of game from the Golden Knights. You get the production. You get the goal scoring, the power play goal, the shorthanded goal. From an offensive standpoint, this is about as good of a game as you could have expected from the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. You got to take advantage of these, Ryan. You've got yeah. a goaltender in Aiden Hill, who's number three on the depth chart for Arizona. And Hill's been good, but for a guy who's, you know, he's a third-round pick, he's vacillating, be, uh, oscillating between the minors and the majors the last couple of years. You know, in a perfect world, he would not be playing for Arizona at the NHL level right now. And though he is, was six and two in the last eight there was one game in there where he got pulled six minutes into the game so it's not as though he's been wonderful all the time you you got to take advantage of that like the Knights did on Monday against Billy Husso because when somebody like Jordan Bennington comes along that's where the Knights have had their difficulties against the really good goalie so you got to do the scoring when you don't have the top-notch goaltender in for the opponent and then to me as we were talking about there just a few moments ago that they got not one but two different special teams goals in the first period a power play goal to get it going and a shorthanded goal to get that fourth one I, I think that's a big deal for a team that has been really good on the penalty kill but has fallen far short of its normal shorthanded goal scoring output Smith with that earlier empty net shorthanded goal and then this one a legit breakaway with Carlson shorthanded goal and Marcia so getting the power play goal so it's great to have the seven goals you got one empty net he had one against uh, Prosvitov in his second NHL game. But you did chase Hill uh, with five goals against him in two periods of play. That's good. You, you needed to do that, and they got a lot of people involved. And I think to get Smith into the goal-scoring column a couple of times, you wonder how much that propels him going into the last 15 games of the season. You know, for the Golden Knights, just recently, it's been a lot of of one and done just in terms of wins and losses, right? Like, they have not really been able to build off of the momentum of a win. When you look at this game and you look at Sunday within that context, what are you looking for from the Golden Knights to be able to carry over what they did well tonight and have that be a base to build on on Sunday? Can they have a similar start? And can they put up some run support from Marc-Andre Fleury? You'd expect that he'll be the goaltender on Sunday, given the rotation that has occurred. But Flurry has just one win in his last six starts. Uh, that's problematic. Uh, it was the overtime win in Colorado back on March 27th. That's the last time he earned a victory. And though he gave up three goals in St. Louis on uh, Wednesday, the Knights only scored one goal in his support, and it came with uh, less than five minutes left. So can the Knights get some goals for Flurry and maybe give him a little bit of a cushion like they did today for Robin Leonard. And any goaltender loves to play with a lead. You can uh, not have to grip that stick quite so tight. You don't feel like you have to do so much. And we know that if Mark has any kind of a, a failing that crops up from time to time, it's when he tries to do too much. Then he makes a mistake of aggression, which is better than a mistake of, a mistake of omission. You don't like those at all. But sometimes Mark can, can get himself in trouble because he is so athletic and he is so good at doing stuff beyond the normal scale of a goaltender at the NHL level. Anyway, he's been waiting to get number 875 as a game, uh, number 484 as a win. That's what's on the docket here. He's tried to get even there with Eddie Belfort at 484 for number four on the all-time wins list. And um, he's been 0 for 3 and uh, attempts to do that, see if that'll happen on Sunday. And Dan, obviously the Coyotes push there in the third period. It, it's tough to kind of bring that same level of intensity when the scoreboard is, is so out of hand going into the third period. What do you pull from the Coyotes' ability to, to get back in this game in the third period, and how do the Golden Knights go about fixing that on Sunday if they find themselves in similar situations? 
I, I think it's quite preventable. The, the nights I, I found were lackadaisical, and, and not everybody. I mean, a couple of guys were just not as careful with the puck as they need to be. And, it, you know, it's, it's hard. I, I, I stand here in the booth and try to describe everything that happens, and clearly I can't be focused in on every single pass and every single movement the whole game. It's, it's impossible to do. And in a somewhat similar way, somewhat, I underscore, uh, as a hockey player, you can't be zeroed in, laser-focused every single second that you're on the ice. But sometimes, perhaps, uh, some guys could use a little bit of a refresher and up the focus so there aren't some of those mistakes that lead to scoring chances the other ways. Other teams will tell you that the Golden Knights are opportunistic. They take advantage of other teams' mistakes. Vegas should recognize that and in sort of a, a dose of their own medicine prevent other teams from doing that to the to vegas uh, i i think that for the most part vegas does a pretty good job of not making mistakes they are coming into the day the best goals against average in hockey they gave up four today but uh you know look at vegas and colorado it's the top two goals against averages in the national hockey league and that doesn't happen for teams that make mistakes, right? So uh, I, I'm probably being picky and nitpicking, choose your word, uh, but I think that as good as this team has been, there are times where they can be a little bit more careful with the puck. As always, Dan, thank you for joining us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show, and we will talk to you on Sunday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. We're back with more AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, 7-4 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. The Post Game Injury Report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Didn't look like any injuries for Vegas in this game. They get Alec Martinez back into the lineup. Zach Whitecloud could be getting closer for Sunday. So uh, a lot to like in terms of, of that for the Golden Knights. It looks like they're getting healthier. It looks like you might be able to get as close to the roster that you would like to have possibly on Sunday, just in terms of Zach Whitecloud and his availability. But, you know, Alec Martinez getting him back in the lineup, that's huge for the Golden Knights. He's just such a calming presence on the ice. He's He's been everything that the Golden Knights have needed and wanted when they made the trade for Martinez last season. And he's really allowed, you know, Shea Theodore to to reach a level that we, we'd all been waiting to see from Shea Theodore. Now, over the last couple of games, it's been a little bit of a fight for Shea Theodore. I, I look at this game tonight, I, I don't know that um, you know, you got exactly what you you were hoping for from Shea. But again, you, you look at seven goals. You look at the fact that the Golden Knights were able to really bring the offense in this game, and and those are the areas that you wanted to see focused in on. And I understand the the want and the need right now to say, well, yes, but. They should have put the game away. They should not have allowed the Arizona Coyotes to kind of push themselves back into this game. And I understand that, and I hear that, and I I get the argument. But all that being said, for a regular season game, when the Golden Knights needed to take the game over, they were able to do it. They took it over from the beginning. They had a fantastic start, probably the best 20 minutes so far to start a game this season for the Golden Knights. Shots were 22 to 8 first period. Like, that is the type of performance I wanted to see from the Golden Knights. That's the type of performance you needed to see from the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and it, it's the idea that that team is there and could be there to open games night in and night out that is is always the thing that's going to leave you wanting just a little bit more. And, and I can get that maybe Arizona wasn't sharp. 
Like they weren't sharp enough to start this game. The Coyotes really were on their heels from jump. And they weren't very good. Like Aiden Hill was on an island. He was the only one going for the Arizona Coyotes in the first 20 minutes of the game. But the Golden Knights, to their credit, took advantage of that. You're the Golden you're Vegas. You've got to take advantage of it. You've got to try to find a way to get that scoring touch back into your game. And the Golden Knights get a power play goal. They get a shorthanded goal. You get a fourth line goal. All the things you were looking for to check off your box, except for maybe Mark Stone scoring a goal. Though he had a point in the game. Mark Stone getting a goal. I, I think maybe that's a, a box that you didn't check off in this game. But there aren't very many of them. There aren't too many boxes you're going to leave this game and say, you know, I really wish that the Golden Knights would have done this or that. You're just not going to get that too often in a 7-4 game like you got tonight from the Golden Knights. And that's a strong, strong situation for Vegas. Like, you do exactly what you need to do. You get in, you get seven goals. And now for me, it becomes much more about what they do on Sunday. It becomes much more about can you replicate the start? And I'm not talking about the goals. I'm not talking about, you know, getting the the offensive chances or getting a four-goal lead in the first period. What I'm talking about is can you replicate the pressure? Can you replicate the intensity? And if you can, how does that translate into results? For Vegas, it's about what the result's going to be. It's also about the process, and I think you can build a lot off of this game if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'll be curious to see what Pete DeBoer says about this game. You have to like the effort. You have to like the fact that the team answered that challenge just in terms of what they were able to do in this game. And as soon as head coach Pete DeBoer is available, we will go down and carry his full media availability. And so... You know, for the Golden Knights, it's one of those situations where, you know, they, they get into a, a game and they score some goals and they find their offensive touch. So let's go to the first period. The Golden Knights looking to make a statement on the power play. Do just that as Jonathan Marchessault would open the scoring with a power play goal. Theodore, the lefty passes, left patch ready to the right. Marchessault scores! Power play goal! Vegas takes a one nothing lead three minutes into the game. Marchessault's second power play goal of the season. And if anybody had the zip on their stick at the morning skate today, it was Marchessault, and he cashes in. That's Marchessault from Pacioretty and Theodore at 3.03 of the first period to make it 1-0 Vegas. Just over a minute later, it's Will Carrier extending the lead. Here's Reeves centering Carrier. Didn't get a shot off. Now another try save. Rebound, they score! William Carrier on the doorstep would not give up. Vegas leads 2-0, five minutes into the first period. Points in three straight for Carrier. That's Carrier from Reeves and Watt, 441 of the first period to make it 2-0 Vegas. Keegan Colasar, he's been around everything this season for the Golden Knights, would steal a puck in, the front, of, in front of the net and score a beauty for his second of the season. Now it's a steal, Colasar, score! Keegan Colasar, the pickpocket, and he cashes in! 3-0 Vegas, seven minutes into the first period. That's Colasar unassisted at 6.59 of the first period to make it 3-0 Vegas. With the Coyotes on the power play, Riley Smith and William Carlson would link up for a shorthanded goal. Smith blocks a shot out high. Smith shorthanded, 2-0. Smith with Carlson. Smith to Carlson to Smith. He scores. Shorthanded goal. 4-0 Knights. Riley Smith is on the board. That's Smith from Carlson at 8.44 of the first period to make it 4 to nothing Vegas. We'd head to the second period, and it's more the same from the Golden Knights as Chandler Stevenson would extend the lead. Stevenson has gone off to get a new stick, and he has returned with a new stick. Gets the pass, right side, toward the goal! He scores! Through the five-hole, Chandler Stevenson! A fresh stick and a 5 nothing Vegas lead. 15.50 to go in the second. That's Stevenson from Stone and McNabb at 4-10 of the second period to make it 5-0 Vegas. Late in the period, though, the Coyotes would get a, their second power play opportunity, and Nick Schmaltz would ruin the shutout. 
Nowagoski to the right, a shot, score! Jacob Chikrin from the right wing side, setting it up for Schmaltz. And Nick Schmaltz, 10th goal of the season, breaks the goose egg. That's Schmaltz from Goligoski and Garland at 19.07 in the second period to make it 5-1 Vegas. We would head to the third period. The Coyotes would open up that period with a strong push as Dryden Hunt would cut the lead to 5-2. Into the offensive zone, Kessel right side. He centers off a stick to the left to drive. They score! Dryden Hunt from the left wing side. Third goal for Hunt in his 12th game, and the Knights' lead is cut to 5-2. That's Hunt from Phil Kessel and Johan Larson at 2.42 of the third period to make it 5-2 Vegas. Less than a minute later, Clayton Keller would make it a two-goal game. Kessel clears the zone. It's a breakaway. Right down the middle. Schmaltz fakes. Scores! Clayton Keller. And now it's a two-goal game. Just like that, Arizona right back in it with 16.20 to go in the third period. That's Keller from Kessel and Christian Dvorak at 3.40 of the third period to make it 5-3 Vegas. Let's head out to Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. That you were looking for tonight? Yeah, it was. Uh, you, know, we, you know, we talked about it and, uh, you know, it had been an issue the last couple of games and I thought the guys fixed it and, you know, I thought we were great and, you know, traveling back two time zones from St. Louis and, and the schedule we've had recently, uh, you never know what the first period is going to look like and how the, the group's going to, uh, how their legs are going to be. And I thought we were we were great early, and uh, that was the game, really. Next question for Pete tonight goes to Jesse Granger, the athletic. Jesse. Hey, Pete. The first goal of the game comes on the power play, and it was kind of a result of Marsh and so going through that right circle with speed. Can you talk about the type of stress or different pressure that puts on the PK unit when you can get movement like that? Yeah, I think when our power play uh, is struggling, the word stagnant, uh, you know, we, we use a lot. And, uh, you know, so you want motion, you want quick puck movement, you want guys uh, working downhill towards the net. You know, I think we got, we got a lot of that tonight uh, on that first one for sure. Next question comes from Ken Bulky with Sinbin.Vegas. Ken? I've heard in the past you've said kind of once the score gets out of hand, you can't really take much out of the game. I'm wondering how much it bothered you that that game kind of got interesting as it went along, or does it not really matter? Um, well, it always matters to the coach, you know. It, you're, you're, just, you're disappointed because you, you don't walk out with the feeling that you should. You know, you should walk out tonight feeling – great about that game we did a lot of really good things but you don't because of of the way the uh the third period went so um you know but but the teams we're playing have a lot of pride too that that's a that's a very good club over there they've won a lot of games lately so we should have we should have known they were gonna keep pushing to the end and you know we uh we made some mistakes that that you know we can't make uh obviously and we got away with it That'll conclude tonight's availability. Pete, thanks for your time. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We left you with the score 5-3, to three, and it's Riley Smith who scores a goal, but it ends up being our AAA insurance save of the game. Now it's out to center. Carlson is in to the left side. It's Smith shooting. He scores! Riley Smith's second goal of the game. Nine goals on the year for Riley Smith. Vegas leads 6-3. That's Smith from Carlson and Marcheseau at 9.44, the third period to make it 6-3 Vegas, and it is the AAA insurance save of the game. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. Just 15 seconds later, though, Michael Bunting would get one back for the Coyotes. Meanwhile, Bunting is in. He scores! Arizona answers right back. Bunting fakes out Leonard as he cut across the crease. That's Bunting from Kessel and Schmaltz at 9.59 of the third period to make it 6-4. Vegas with the goalie pulled. Max Pacioretty would ice the game with an empty net goal. 
Petrangelo with steal at the Vegas line. Stevenson to the middle, Pacioretty shoots, he scores! There's the goal for Pacioretty, his 19th of the season. Into the empty net, Vegas seven. The extra point is good for Max Pacioretty. The Knights lead seven to four. That's Pacioretty from Stevenson and Petrangelo at 19.05 of the third period to make it seven to three. And or seven to four, and all that was left was the final call. Brian Reeves with the puck on his stick in his own end. The clock runs out here at T-Mobile Arena, and the crowd of 3,950 salute the victory. Seven to four, the Knights defeat the Coyotes. Seven to four is your final. Vegas defeats Arizona. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. Today, it's the AAA Insurance postgame show, 7-4 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. And, you know, with Keegan Colasar, like, you talk about a player that's just getting chances night in and night out. He's always in and around the puck. He's always finding himself in, in situations where he's got grade-A scoring opportunities. And today, I think, scores one of the prettier goals you're going to see. It's just an absolute pickpocket job on Ilya Labushkin as he's coming out from behind the net. It's Kolasar picking the picking the puck, picking the pocket of Labushkin, and then picking his spot on Aiden Hill. That's the type of goal that builds some confidence. It was nice to see Kolasar get that. I'm telling you, once this kid has that confidence and knowing that his shot is going to beat NHL goalies, he's going to find a lot of offense. It's not going to be top six offense, but it's certainly going to be exactly what you need for where Kolasar is within the lineup. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, 7-4 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. Tonight's game recap brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. It's the Golden Knights with the explosion early on. It's a power play goal, and then you get a couple of goals from unexpected Sources. Will Carrier has not one, not two, but three opportunities to put back a rebound. You get a beautiful goal from Keegan Colasar, and then Riley Smith with a shorty in the first period. Four to nothing is the lead. And then Vegas kind of workmanlike. They get another goal in the second period, and all of a sudden it's the Coyotes that push back late in the second period into the third period and make the game interesting. Though I will say this. When the Golden Knights needed to clamp things down, they absolutely did in that third period. As you go through the game, it's one of those situations where you don't like to see a team push back like the Coyotes did early on in the third period. But once the Golden Knights were able to kind of get their footing, they certainly did shut that game down as best they could. You don't leave this one feeling as good as you would have liked to. Pete DeBoer alluded to that in his post-game press conference. But you still have to take the good out of this one. Seven goals. You get a lot of guys that, that are, are feeling confident now about their game. Riley Smith, the two goals. I think that's a huge, huge point of emphasis for the Golden Knights as they move forward and try to get some consistency and string together some wins. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Extended Postgame Show is next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. 
Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 7-4, the final. The Golden Knights explode offensively. Four goals in the first period. You get a power play goal, a shorthanded goal, Carrier a goal, Colasar a goal. A lot to love about that first period for the Vegas Golden Knights. Darren Millard joining me here. So, Darren, before we throw out the phone line, because we're going to do that in just a second, what do you make of this game? Great game. You're, you're Seven it. goals. You, you solve the first period issues. Like yep. You slam those yep. into a box and bolt it tight. It was, it was an impressive start. And I don't generally like to, to pick holes in, in wins. Yep. And this one I'm going to leave alone just because they're up 5 nothing, And you're up 5 nothing 25 minutes in the game. 4 nothing 9 minutes into the game. Uh, that kind of... A response or result where the other team comes back is happens more time than not. So I, I, I don't, I don't uh, put too much stock into what happened in the third period. I'm going to get into you being a little bit of a seer, a little bit of an oracle, and we're going to do that later on in the post game show. But let's head out to the phone line seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. That's the number if you'd like to join us here. And after a win like that, you should absolutely want to join us here seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Corwin. Hey, Corwin, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Now, I was actually at this game calling you right now from the court. This is probably one of the most complete games I've watched, especially that power play game and how it cashed in for the first time in a while. Power play has been adjusted, and if you saw the power play from a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, to the power play in St. Louis this week, to what you saw from an execution standpoint tonight, there's been a tweak. They've they've changed their alignment on it, uh, adjusted their personnel on it a little bit, and the the seam pass, the way they're going uh, with two people in the middle, wasn't available before, and it is now. And Marcia so uh, told me after the first period that he and Pacioretty we're going back and forth before the game saying one of them's going to be open for that seam pass and to look for it. And it, it, it came to fruition. And it's, it's a great pass. And thanks for the call, Corwin. It's a great pass from Pacioretty. It's a, it's a fantastic finish by Jonathan Marsh. So, and in those moments, and we've talked about it with the power play, you just need somebody to make a play. And that's two guys that are making a play for the Golden Knights, and they needed to to just get that feeling back on the man advantage. And interesting because Pacioretty doesn't play the left side on the power play a lot. His preference is to be on his off wing and be able to shoot that puck short side shelf. It's It's been really effective going back to his uh, days, days in Montreal. And Tonight, he was on the left side and, and made a beautiful feed. And I don't know whether that was part of uh, what, uh, what threw them off, but it was, it was wide open, and it was, it was a bullet of a pass, too. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Uh, what did you think of tonight? Were, were you worried at all, Stephanie? Um, not, not really. Just it, it didn't. I, it it felt like after when it got to what was it like five three that they put the pressure back on and I mean I don't know I I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> what was your takeaway tonight? Uh, favorite moment? Uh, what what you saw tonight? Um, I mean I just look at uh, the way that they scored the goals right. So all four lines had a goal. Mm-hmm. Power play had a goal. Penalty kill had a goal, and the empty net goal, which it seems like the last few times we faced an empty net that they've 
just not been able to get one of those. So, you know, even though in the end those, you know, all they do is pad your numbers, like it's just good to see them be able to get it. So just liked seeing that the scoring was spread all over and seven goals. <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, what's the two-year-old's name? Uh, Cleo. Cleo, I've been I've it's a great like, name. like two or three times. I've been meaning to ask you. I need to, <laughs> I need to know the baby's name. Uh, say uh, say good night to Cleo and uh, thanks for the call again. Uh, you're great uh, for calling in uh, to the post game show and giving us uh, your thoughts of of this one in a seven four victory, highest scoring game of the year. Yeah, and that's a great call, Stephanie. When you talk about the balance up and down the lineup, where the production came from for the Golden Knights. Fantastic point there. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Rita, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm real good. Um, I just wanted to bring up last year, last season, when we were having slow starts. Uh, coach went to the fourth line starting, and he did that again tonight. And it seems to be a formula that works for getting our team going. I I like it because it gets the fourth line involved, and in a game in which, at some nights, if you start uh, the first line or the second line or the third line for that matter, if there's an early penalty, that fourth line doesn't hit the ice for the first eight or nine minutes of a yeah. game. So when you have a when you have a line that can bring some energy and can control and get some offensive zone time and shifts like the meat grinders can. I like that idea, and it just uh, it gives them a little bit of momentum. Like there was a there was a strong Ryan Reeves hit 34 seconds into the game, and you can say uh, I'm reading into this uh, uh, with uh, with a bias of of a 7-4 final, but I think that gave them some some juice, and that was followed up by the uh, Mark Stone line with mm-hmm. uh, with a strong chance, and. The meek, uh, the uh, sorry, the misfits followed it up and drew a penalty. Uh, like there was, there it was shift after shift that they rolled over in the first uh, rotation. Yeah, and it certainly helps. And thanks for the call, Rita. It certainly helps that that line has really been playing well. They've been on the right side of the puck. They're really bringing that energy that you need from them. To and when you get a shift like that to start the game, you're immediately able to continue to roll and, and put on that pressure. And that's really what happened for the Golden Knights early in this game. I would think that when you're playing game after game every second night, that the first shift of the game. Uh, would tend to just uh, you you would have uh, a default to ease into the game, and tonight we there was no easing into the game for the Golden Knights. Whatever Pete DeBoer preached, and we know that they did talk about the starts in the first ten minutes uh, was a priority. Uh, he got full value out of uh, what uh, what he was asking. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Benjamin. Hey Benjamin, how you doing? Hey guys. Uh... Yeah. Great. How are you? I'm pretty good. I just uh, I'm driving home from the game. It was amazing. Uh, that was my first game back since the pandemic hit. I went to the last home game before the pandemic hit. So it, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling, you know, coming home from a night's game. I really missed this and I needed it. Um, but I feel like the Golden Knights played a really really solid game. I think Keegan Colasar, you know, give him a lot of credit. He's grown a lot as a player. He's turned into that solid piece that I think we need. But my big question is, is the trade deadline's on the 12th. It's already the 9th. Um, the NHL team's already starting to make little trades here and there. The Golden Knights, I remember, I turned to my friend and I said, be sure to you know, appreciate every Golden Knight that's on the ice right now because in a week, they might not be in the same jersey. I'm a little bit concerned just because I feel like in the playoffs, you know, we, we were up 5 to nothing, and all of a sudden it was 5-3. to three. In the playoffs, you can't do that, especially against a team like Minnesota or Colorado. So what big piece is my big piece that I think that the Knights should go out and get is Connor Garland. I think that would you know, strengthen the depth immediately. But what do you guys think? Like, What big piece can the Knights go out and get? Because this isn't, I don't really believe that this is sustainable. While we, while we did play great, if we play against a team like Colorado, then I, don't, I can't really see us winning in seven. We need better depth. So what kind of piece can we go out and get? Well, it's unpredictable right now, and you're not the only one uh, to voice the Connor Garland uh, vote uh, when it comes to an acquisition. I maybe it'll happen. I I just can't see the Coyotes parting with him uh, because he is so valuable, and uh, he is. And by the way, Phil Kessel had one of the quietest three point nights 
I've ever I've ever watched. Uh, <laughs> uh, it came about as he played his 885th uh, consecutive game. What I would like uh, goes back to what Ryan and I have talked before. I, I lean towards some some uh, just uh, added veteran presence on the blue line um, that uh, that just gives you a little bit stabi- more stability. And we should all, Alec Martinez back in the lineup. He was plus three in the first period, so yeah. it paid an immediate dividend. Yeah, I mean he's been so solid and so steady for the Golden Knights. And you know I, I you know how much of a fan I am of Connor Garland's mm-hmm. game. I, I I love the player. I love the way that he plays. And it's interesting you bring up Phil Kessel and, and it being a quiet three-point night. Before his explosion in the third period, there weren't many touches where Phil Kessel was kind of a different difference maker. You didn't really notice him that much. But that just kind of goes to show you Phil Kessel in a nutshell. There are, are times in a game where, you know, you don't see it, you don't get it, and then all of a sudden, boom, right there, he's on the score sheet. And uh, Benjamin's comment about uh, not being able to do this against uh, Colorado or Minnesota. Uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, Minnesota clobbered Colorado. Yes. 8-3. Yep. Uh, tonight, Minnesota got pounded 9-1 by St. Louis. We're at a very unpredictable stage <laughs> of the National Hockey League season due to fatigue and the uh, and the schedule. Hockey is weird, man. 702-876-1340. That's the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 7-4. The final, the Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Anthony. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I got to witness uh, my first win ever at a T-Mobile Arena tonight. So, no uh, way. You know, I'm feeling great. That's, That's awesome. A- Good for you. What do you think uh, of the uh, the night as a whole in the seven four win? You know, it was uh, it was great. You know, uh, they really seemed to show a. Uh, uh, you know, it was it was more aggressive on the power play, which I thought was, uh, you know, um, definitely better than they have been recently. And uh, you know, just everybody seemed to have a uh, a point in the game where they shined, and it was just a great team win overall. They came out and blitzed the Arizona Coyotes to the point where you're like, is this, is this really a national hockey league game? I, not too often. You, the, the shots were 14 to two at yeah. one point, 22 yeah. shots in the first period. That was a response. Yeah, it's exactly what you wanted to see out of the Golden Knights when you when you talk about starting the game and really having that crisp start. That's the response you wanted to see from the Golden Knights. Thanks for the call, Anthony. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Terry. Terry, how you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Them last two callers got me kind of excited, a little jealous there because they were out there enjoying themselves. I know it had to have been an electric feeling, especially in, you know, the first period when, like what you guys just said, they blitzed them in the first period. Uh, but um, honestly, with that being said, the whole game, honestly, you know, they got seven goals, their highest total of the year. But I don't have this feeling of excitement because I feel like, you know, we're supposed to be like a cup contender. And I just feel like we should have just stepped on their throats, man. We should have just been like, clamped down more than we you know than they did and i even coach DeBoer was saying he wasn't totally happy with the performance and he came out and said okay you know they're they're a good club over there but my feeling is like a club like that i just felt like it should have been more dominating but you know uh, it got a win so i can't complain and also the other well, more it sounds like you're complaining is, terry well, hey, I didn't finish my point. The more important aspect is, even while they've been losing the last few games, I still like where the team is. Hey, they're in second place, and if you've been following the team the whole year, they got that signature win at Colorado early in the year, that big comeback win against Minnesota, and, you know, that just shows they got a lot in them, you know, to be able to do things moving forward even when they're, you know, they're down. And I kind of feel like they still might be in a funk. Maybe I'm, told, I'm off-based on this, but... I don't know, man. I just, I'm just, I, I'm just hoping they ain't laying an egg, you know, the next game or two, or Terry, being Terry. one up, one down. But Terry, yeah, what's up? Are you happy or you're not 
I, I, I'm, I'm, you're throwing a lot out here, and I need yeah, to know, are yeah. you happy? Well, this game, are you somewhat set? happy but not excited, but where the <laughs> hold team on, is, hold on. yes, Terry. I'm happy where the team is. The overall big picture, you know, and I just feel like we're going to get hot right before the playoffs, and we're going to start doing some damage in the playoffs, and that'll be the most important thing. Terry, are you satisfied with the Golden Knights this season? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. There we go. Terry is satisfied. Uh, Terry, I'm going to give you the reason. Second for the place, call. we got those signature wins I just mentioned. You know, I believe that the team still has a hot streak left in them, and I'm expecting it to be right before the season ends, and I expect us to do some damage in the playoffs. I mean, I'm more scared of someone like Toronto or uh, Tampa oh, no, Bay than probably anybody else. But I don't know, you know, I don't know how we'd match up against those teams. But to me, they seem like they're head and shoulders above everybody. To me personally, but we'll see come playoff time what happens. And I mean, it's a little ways off. I take it game by game. But yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, hey, we're gonna... we're getting to going to the playoffs, and you know, whether we're in first or second, let's just get hot. You know, let's get hot, turn up the heat, and let's do it. Go Knights. Good job, Terry. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. To jump in here because we know we got another couple of mics on hold. Uh, these these kind of games and and reaction uh, sometimes gets a little out of control because they they, they were up four nothing nine minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. You, you have to look at it and go, okay, what did you what did you expect from that point on? Did were, are you, do you did you want double digits? Because it rarely happens. Right. I know St. Louis scored nine tonight, but uh, or did you expect the Arizona Coyotes not to have any type of pushback? There's going to be something that happens. So it's very rarely you can control and and the pride of the other team. You, you're going to tell me that you go into that Arizona locker room tonight after the first period and Rick Tockett with the look that he had in yeah. that in that looking at the officials and his own team halfway through that first period, you're not going to respond to that look. There was a push coming. Well, what about what about Aiden Hill? Like you're trying to save Aiden Hill in that third period, and he's the only one going for Arizona in the first two. Like yeah. you had to expect there to be some push just to make amends for what happened in the first 40 minutes of this game. And that's why it, the third period doesn't bother me. I don't get hung up on it. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Mike has been waiting patiently. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, okay. Then um, a couple things uh, real quick on the power play, uh, and I kind of a question. Questions, I guess. Um, on the at the end of the, I think it was the second power play. I saw the Golden Knights did something I hadn't seen before, <clears throat> and they normally do uh, a lot of times. They'll do a drop pass right to the to the two guys skating up. Right. But I noticed that they um, did. They did a drop pass, and one of the forwards, the forward on the right, was leading substantially, and it was just kind of like a uh, a quick tap up to the leading forward, and I thought that was really effective, um, but I hadn't seen that before. Usually, they're kind of skating together, the forwards, and they come out together, but this one, he kicked it back, and the forward immediately shot it to the guy to the leading forward on the right and man they were in the zone unhindered just just uh very well i i that, that looked like a pretty slick move but. yeah diff- different wrinkle i th- you've seen a, a couple of different uh approaches to the power play in the last uh, few games and uh, that's one of them on the entry trying to to gain a, a little bit more possession not just uh get have that trailer come in and and flip the puck in and do the forecheck. Uh, have controlled uh, control of the puck uh, on the entry, and that's exactly what you picked up on. Nice nice job there. Thanks. Yeah. For the-, uh, the the other thing was was uh, I was watching uh, McKenna mentioned something about the um, where Max has been playing, and um, I was you know the 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 power play seemed to lack movement, and it almost seemed like having Max on the right allows him to one-timer, but it's sort of, he has to, like, turn and kind of be in somewhat of a stationary position, so they have to skate into the zone and then kind of get set up. Whereas with him on the left, uh, Mike was saying that it, it basically draws the defenseman out to him and keeps them honest, but also because he's on his 
natural side, it allowed him to make that seam pass across to Marsha's soul, whereas if he was on his off wing, he would have never been able to do, to do a backhand pass like that. So yeah, I... Actually, I think he can make the seam pass on uh, on that side uh, either way. Uh, he would just uh, be playing it a little bit higher. And uh, and the one timer, he he just he's not a one timer guy. Yeah. He, he likes to stop and 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 release that puck. Uh, and he's really effective at on. He's he's one of the most effective guys in the league at playing on his off wing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. We're back with more next on the extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 7-4 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. And, you know, Keegan Colasar is a player that we, we talked about. And, you know, Darren, you're an oracle because you talked about the fact that the Golden Knights just one shorthanded goal. You talked about that before this game oh, tonight. Oh, yeah, early. And then... Riley Smith goes out, scores a shorthanded goal. We talked about Keegan Colasar being in and around the the scoring chances and whether or not that was going to be something where he'd break through. He does. He he has a beautiful goal, probably my favorite goal of the game tonight. Um, just a lot to like all the way around for the Golden Knights. Colasar has had about seven looks that were better than the one he had tonight. Yes. Now, it was a great play. Yeah going back and and what i loved about it was he was on the edge didn't take a penalty yeah and i i've seen that called before but he didn't commit a foul uh any type of infraction on that uh that play uh he just took the puck away from labushkin and then turns around has a poise not to just turn around and clap at the net <laughs> uh he he has the patience to mm-hmm. look at tuck it was actually a small 2 on 0 uh, but then go high blocker, high stick side. It was that impressed me more than his first goal, just by the way yeah. that he stole the puck yeah. and and put himself in a position. And Shane Shane's made the point uh, a couple of times. He could have ten goals. He could have twenty points. Yeah, this year. No, you're you're if, not if wrong. The puck yeah. And and let's see if 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 the confidence of that self made play that led to the goal fires him up even more. I. His physical play tonight was outstanding. Yeah. That tonight with that goal combined with the physical play was one of the best games I've seen him play. Yeah, he was absolutely fantastic for the Golden Knights. And I, I think that you're right. When you're able to just create offense like that, when you're able to go in there on the forecheck, make a play, steal the puck, and then have the poise to pick your spot with your shot, and then it goes in, that just breeds confidence that you can make those types of plays at this level. And the Riley Smith, the shorthanded goal with William Carlson, uh, he was joking after the after the game about w- Will's not exactly the big sh- biggest shot blocker in the, <laughs> on the team, but but he made one, and they were throwing it back and forth uh, like like Gretzky and Curry uh, going through there. And uh, I think that the shorthanded goals a big confidence booster. I love the Riley Smith uh, second goal, yeah, but the shorty I think goes a long way too. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. And while the seven goals were nice... Star of the game for me is Harold, the town crier. Yeah, he was awesome. Because I, I think that there was so, plans. So good. I think there was plans for him to do more goals. Yeah, but they just came too fast. That's in, in, in the first nine minutes. So good. Uh, like I'm all about it. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Lawless had him come over and introduce Lawless in order. How'd that go? It was pretty good. Yeah, it was very better than it could have, uh, considering we threw it together at the last minute. It, it it was solid. I think Harold's a star. Yeah, I tried to get him to call me Sir Mallard, but Lawless uh, intervened. Wouldn't let it. Wouldn't what? let it happen. So, so Sir Mallard is kind of the the direction you'd go there. That's where I want to go. Okay, that's fine. Lord Mallard is that too much? No, no. You have you met you King Mallard? That, 
Well, I would imagine Lord King. It's interchangeable. Emperor. For you. <laughs> it should be Emperor. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. It's not emperor. Lord. It's not King. It's absolutely Emperor. Emperor. It's Mallard Palpatine. There every, it is. Every every goal tonight had something. Marcheseau power play. Carrier going to the net with yeah. the meat grinders. Yeah. Colasar breaking out of drought and making a, a self-made goal. Smith with a, a bit of a slump buster and the shorty. Mm-hmm. Chandler Stevenson breaks out of uh, an extended uh, absence from the goal-scoring department. Uh, Riley Smith, 5-on-5. Five five, and Patch Reddy uh, hadn't scored in a while. They were all... There's all something to like about there's there's something to like about every goal. Yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about this one. Uh, oh, wait, we don't have a show tomorrow because it's Saturday. Yes, goodness but gracious. Sunday. Now, now they have to follow it up and sweep Arizona. Like that's the that's the challenge here now. And that was the thing coming into this game. Like I wanted to see what the Golden Knights brought to the table tonight, but to me. Sunday is really going to be where I judge this team because I, I don't want to look at it game in and game out. I want to try to pull back every every couple of games, three, four games, whatever it may be, start looking at the trend that way. I'm very curious to see how the Golden Knights follow this up on Sunday. Sweeping an opponent hasn't been a common occurrence lately. Yeah. Uh, Marc-Andre back in goal, we think, if you go by the rotation. And just the uh, see if the urgency carries over from the first period of tonight's game to Sunday afternoon. Momentum is something that uh, Ed Graney doesn't believe in. <laughs> I think that there's things that you can take game to game. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too, and, and I'm curious to see how the Golden Knights follow this one up. That game will be on Sunday, 1 p.m. puck drop. That means pregame show will go at 12 noon. Thanks to Darren Millard for joining us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for turning the dials for us here, making us sound great. Thanks to Bobby Benchado back in the studio. And thanks to all of you, our listeners, and our callers on the Extended Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.